Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Minute. And before we start the podcast, here is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Our focus of scripture this uh, this time will focus on Psalms twenty-seven, verse eight, and it says, "When you said, seek my face." My heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. It's likely David wrote Psalm 27 before becoming king and during the time when he was being hunted by King Saul and his armies. In those days, David was being pursued by, a, by violent men who intended to kill him. Despite the stressful conditions, David remain, remained confident and unafraid. He didn't try to minimize the seriousness of his situation. Instead, he sought the Lord and looked at his circumstances through the lens of faith. The key to David's public courage was his private obedience. David took time to seek God and receive guidance from him. He wrote, Your face, Lord, I will seek. It wasn't by his own skill or military prowess that David was able to escape the threats of his enemies. Rather, it was because he sought the face of the Lord. And thus God delivered him. When troubles come our way, neither should we rely on our own strength. Like David, we should seek the face of the Lord. Then we can enjoy public courage because of our private obedience. That is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. There we go, there we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that wonderful uh truth minute uh we want to welcome each and every one of you we are back at it again yes Kenan, we are are you ready yeah. for this time yes i'm ready uh, my friend <laughs> today we have a special guest in the house but you know before we bring the special guest to you to you let me tell you guys yeah. um man every week we always want to pause and uh, reflect on the previous you know episode remind ourselves that um we on a journey. Mm-hmm. We on a journey, and every week it's it's special. Every day you're given an opportunity to be alive. It's special. So, uh, it's been amazing, Kenan. Uh, last week's episode was yeah. You know, remember how we ended it? Man, we we it was powerful, it, inspiring. Um, we, we were not we, even expecting we, it. Yeah, and we had, we lacked words. We just ended it there. We just ended it there. And I just want to tell you that. You know, when your problems are not addressed, they pile up and become mountains. Yep. Then they open up to other issues, yep. right? Yeah, exactly. So as as we are going through this journey today, we are blessed with another friend of ours. Uh, he's, uh, ah, man, I've known this guy since I came to this country, man. Yeah. I've, I've known this guy for a while and it's, I'm I, excited. As I, you know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, there, uh, there's no guest you've brought I, here that don't you don't know. know. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, I know this guy. Yeah, you I know can, this guy. Yeah, let's stay focused. <laughs> but I want to say this. I want to say something before we bring our guest, Kenan. Yeah, yeah. Something that I like about our guest is that 
he listened to the previous podcast. Ah, yeah. Right? Yeah. He 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 felt that there was something yeah. about the stories that he was hearing. Yes. He was able to relate with them. And he said, I do have a story to tell. Yes. And you know how many people are feeling like that as they listen to this podcast? Lots of people. And what do you tell those people? Hey, reach out to us. Yep. Yeah, uh, our guest reached out uh, through uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is able to uh, message. Yep. And we followed up with him. And uh, we, we that, So if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out. D, uh, DM us on Instagram, Facebook. We have our emails. Everything is out there on Facebook. Reach out to us. Pass privately and we'll, we'll listen to you and we'll bring you here so you can tell us your story and reach someone with uh, story. awesome enough of uh, enough about us enough of us enough yeah, about yeah, us yeah, yeah. so we just want to jump into this and have a conversation with our friend yeah, i was going to call you your name but i want <laughs> i don't want to mess up you know you might have changed your name in this country people change names <laughs> yeah, right yeah <laughs> so i'm just going to let you I, i'm going to just introduce yourself number one tell us a little bit about yourself and then number two tell us why you wanted to share your story what is that thing that drove you to say you know what I also want to give my story. Yeah. So take it from here, my brother. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, you know, glory to God um, that we are here today for giving us um, the life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my name is Isaiah Ongombe. Mm-hmm. Um, I go by Isaiah Gesembe. Okay. Um, I've, uh, I I listened to uh, last week's uh was it last week or it was last the, week, the, yeah. the yeah mm-hmm. the the podcast mm-hmm. um and um what i want to do uh first of all thank you to uh, you know faith and victor for coming out and uh, sharing mm-hmm. um for the longest time um i've wanted to share my story but i didn't know what what would be appropriate mm-hmm. what would not be appropriate yep. um am i ready to <laughs> go out because I don't, I don't have a problem sharing it in, yeah. you know, in a one-on-one conversation. Yes, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's very easy to get in a one-on-one yeah. conversation with someone, um, but um, they, 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 they inspired me for yeah. the courage to go public, and um, and I want to thank them and you know for each story there's something to learn. Yes. Awesome, awesome, man! So Listen, let's let's do a, a shout out to Victor and exactly. Faith for for sharing, coming here and. Um, opening up and sharing your story because that, that's why we say the reason we're doing this yes. is so someone can be touched and exactly. reached and inspired to tell their story uh-huh. and not only tell the stories get help if help exactly. is needed exactly so we have uh we have resources on our website for all these episodes that we've we've talked about we have resources on our, there's a resource page you can go in and find help if you need help awesome Let's get to it, guys. Aizo. Yes. As I usually call you. I told yes. you I know this guy. Everybody so I don't know him as Aizo. I go by Aizo, right? Yes. Aizo, good to see you. It's yes. been a long time. Yes. I mean, it's, yes, we know each other, but mm. at some point we kind of, uh, everybody went their own way, yes. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, as we became adults, mm-hmm. life was uh, disciplining us a little yeah. bit. Life <laughs> happened. Life, <laughs> life happened, right? <laughs> Kenana, yeah. you are still in India somewhere. This was happening, There's no life there. And there are other things happening. <laughs> right mm-hmm. uh, but uh, i'm glad that we're able yes. to reconnect and yes. just yes. catch up yes. well you know yes. you know yes. life life mm-hmm. life yeah. has taken uh you mm-hmm. and uh excited for you to share with us so share with us a little bit yeah. uh how long have you been in this country and uh yeah. you know uh, what has been what, what, what tell us a little bit about yourself who's isa yeah. who's Izo? you know so i'm i'm 32 years old all right um soon to be 33 
Um, I've been I've been in this country since I was 12. So you came here when you were 12. Yes. And now you are. I don't want to do the math because that's a weakling old guy. <laughs> yeah, old yeah, guy. Don't expose yourself. Old guy. Yeah, we don't want to expose ourselves, <laughs> our ignorance yes. all the time, right? Uh-huh. All right. So you came here when you're fairly very young, right? Uh, teenager, 12, mm. entering yeah. 13. That's a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was life like? What were you expecting? You know that that teenagehood. How was teenagehood I, for you? I honestly miss that life. You do. Um, once you grow, in, uh, you, you grow into adulthood uh-huh. and you realize what responsibility <laughs> is. Yeah. Oh, my. And then all of a sudden, you know, we used to say, I can't wait till I go to college. Yeah. I can't wait till I have my own house uh-huh. and my own place and my own car. Uh-huh. Now you have all those things. And I'm thinking, you know what? <laughs> I want to go back. Go back. <laughs> so, Isaiah, you, you, you moved from Kenya, I, I suppose, yes. right? Yes. So and you, you, you came here when you were fairly young. Yes. How was that uh, change? Transition. The transition, the change here, and the, there was a culture shock. How was that? The, that, that the culture shock yeah. was huge. Okay, okay. The Tell culture shock was huge, and especially, I think the highest, the biggest culture shock that you get is when you come here during those high school years. Because mm-hmm. I came and then I went to ninth grade. Okay. okay. Um, and everything was different mm-hmm. from food, uh-huh. the way people spoke, the way people dressed. Uh-huh. Um, Everything in life was different. Even church was different. Uh-huh. I, I think people right. forget to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the church in Kenya uh-huh. and church here. You know, new life in Nairobi yeah. and and KCC. KCC <laughs> are two different churches. <laughs> two different churches. They're churches, both yeah. SDA, yeah. but right, they're two right, different right, churches. Right. Yeah. And and for me, that th- that made me withdraw a little bit. Okay. Um, more than I would, you know, I I accepted then or I acknowledged then. Mm-hmm. Um. But then you know, um, a few a few months, a year later, you know, you you get into the system. Yeah, you get into the system, and um, uh, partly of part part you know part of assimilation is is becoming like quote unquote them. Yeah, you know, by with the new culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and I think that's that's where the the things start you you start normalizing things that are not normalized in your home right you start normalizing them in your head okay so so let, go ahead. Go ahead. let me do a follow up so then you you start you know you 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 you're trying you're trying to figure yourself out yes. you know you're a young kid your yeah. family is here mm-hmm. your parents are maybe first yeah. second generation right they yeah. have they have that Kenyan or African mentality, 100%. right? 100%. And you're mm-hmm. coming here. Yeah. You you partly have that African mentality. Yes. Right? So you come here now, the pressure to shove that off. Yes. Was that was there a pressure to shove that African, yes. Kenyan mentality? It's high. It, in high school, it's high. Tell us more. In high school, it's high because, first of all, if you don't dress like... A certain um, way. Like a certain way. Yeah. As, as, as your, as your, 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 you know, your closest friends, mm-hmm. then... You 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 know you go to another clique. Yeah. Everybody in high school was part of a clique. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even if you were by yourself, mm-hmm. then you were in your own clique. Okay. So you you have to dress like your clique. You have to talk like your clique. You 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 have to do things that are of your clique. Mm-hmm. And and in high school, actually, um, uh, you know your clique was more important than the education. Okay. Wow. Education was secondary. <laughs> But in an African home, in yeah, an African exactly. home, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> education it, is important, important than, than, than your life. 
Hey, we can relate. Then your life, right? Your life. You study. Even if you're dead, you're being told study. Yes. In the grave. Yes. Yes. You 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 have to you you have to bring the grades. Yes. You know, well, uh-huh. that's the first thing that your yeah. parents want to know. Mm-hmm. It's it's how you doing in school. Yes. How is your grades? Mm-hmm. And if your grades are okay, then end of conversation, good. Then you know, take out the trash, do other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've moved on past you being okay. How are you doing? You know, mentally, <laughs> do you, are you being bullied at school? No, those things are not a conversation. There's no conversation about bullying. No, no, no. no. If your grades are good, then your life is good. <laughs> and then as go as to Pathfinder on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's bad. I saw you painted the picture. <laughs> oh, oh, African parents. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> so now I, I forgot that you've really just painted the picture very well. So, so what I'm hearing is that there's an identity crisis yeah, yeah. that's I'm happening here. Huge. So you're transitioning from a culture. Yes. Um, and you you want to assimilate to the new culture right mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You know, at school you are you know in a clique yes you're trying to be like uh quote unquote the clique that you're you're aspiring to get into yes but then when you come home you're african yes and you're living two worlds mm-hmm. what did that do to you as a young person and your friends and uh, you know wh- what did that do to you what do you f- wh- what it, was that how did it affect you it um for a young person myself i will speak for myself everybody responded to it differently but i think it's the it, it tears you apart because mm-hmm. um number one um you spend more time away mm-hmm. from home mm-hmm. than home okay so you are a totally different person when you are away mm-hmm. and in any circumstance if i am a certain way 70% of the time mm-hmm. that's who really i am yeah honestly i'm inside and that's who you become that's that's who you become mm-hmm. and um and then when you come home you have to you 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 have to um you have to be a certain person. Yes. I remember one time I came home, I I was wearing a durag and a bandana and then my dad looked at me mm-hmm. and he didn't <laughs> I and he looked imagine. at me again then then he went to his bedroom and came back <laughs> and then looked at me again. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I might die, but <laughs> I I'm just you know that yeah. you know he's like, you know, that's not how we dress. Yeah. And yeah. um and you know and i think that's the root cause of a lot of issues that we have we get to see in immigrants mm-hmm. uh, later on okay either immediately or, or as after. as we progress mm-hmm. so as a, as as a young as a young kid is it is it at, at that age yeah. was it important for your parents to ask you how was school yes it was important but also um for them you know they remember they had gone through um my parents and 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 my guardian had gone through the the biggest phases of life yeah. under one culture yeah. right. when you go through your early adulthood middle mm-hmm. and now you are in your late adulthood mm-hmm. there are not many things you are going to change and yeah. whatever you believed in mm-hmm. is what you still see yeah exactly oh. and you you are seeing the eyes i mean the the world in from that set from of that eyes. lens you have yes. a set of lens perception mm-hmm. per, per perspective that yeah. you see the, the yeah. world from the w- one world view yes per se, right? yes but then that that is actually what fractures the relationship yeah, yeah. between um the parent and the child mm-hmm. in a foreign land yeah. and it silently does it mm-hmm. in a way that both of them don't even realize that our relationship is fractured mm-hmm. right. until there's a huge huge problem there's a huge problem wow <laughs> Kenan, this is real 
Yeah. You know, the, the generation, you know, I always call your generation. I mean, came around the same time, but I was mm-hmm. a little bit older. Yeah. Um, I call them ABCA. Yeah. You know, Africans born confused in America. Yes. Because you don't know if you're an African yeah. mm-hmm. or if you're an American. Yes. Right? Yes. You, 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 generationally, you are an African. At home, you're an African. What you eat. But then the culture you're growing in, the conversations you're having, the lifestyles, the dreams, the aspirations, they're American. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, then it causes this identity crisis and confusion. And now uh, it starts showing up in, in young people's lives. So I think as a community and as a people, mm-hmm. you're dealing with religious culture. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with African culture, American culture, and all these. How does that now eventually affect you to the extreme like how do you what what lifestyle did you eventually choose or how did you navigate that system now yeah so now you then then you start making the important choices okay you you do things at home mm-hmm. that will not get you in trouble mm-hmm. so you are at home mm-hmm. but you are not at home okay because wow. the person you are is not conducive mm-hmm. for that environment mm. so you are basically in a cocoon when you're in your house and then you start living this life that you can't wait to get out you know so, so you you want you want you always want to be away from home you be- always want to be away from be- home because home does not really depict who you are as a person no because 70% of the time you are somebody else mm-hmm. and home home doesn't allow you mm-hmm. to be that person because th- yeah. th- think about it school i mean school is you, like you said, you spend most of your time in school. Mm-hmm. Yes. So whatever life you depict and you allow yourself to 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 accustom yourself to is yeah. the life at school because yes. that's where your friends are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest, you're not gonna be friends with your dad. No. You, yes. you, you, I, I you're mean, supposed to. You're supposed but, to. Yeah, but, you know, but you the the relationships that matter mm-hmm. are the ones that you form at school. So yeah. at home, you're and at that stage of life, to, yep, and you're not allowed to. Yeah. At that stage of life, you're not allowed to express yourself. Mm-hmm. What did that do to you? Yeah. I let's, think let's get I think, deep into this. Yeah, I, I, I think it affects a young person mentally as in they get confused. Okay. Right? And and honestly when I went through this whole um my whole situation mm-hmm. with the substance abuse, mm-hmm. I, I, I went back and I tried to see like, okay, where where, where did it go wrong? You know, mm-hmm. my, my mom and dad don't do this. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. the things that I had done, mm-hmm. my parents didn't do them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um the the closest people to me were not doing them. Okay. The only people that were doing them were my peers. Let, I me, was, let, mm. let me pause there. Let me pause mm-hmm. there. I'm sorry, Aizo. Let me, yeah, let no, me pause sorry. there. <clears throat> Listeners, if you're listening to this, is that Aizo is, is, is Isaac is bringing yeah. us to this big picture of yeah. where later on we're hoping to go yeah. of substance abuse. Yes. You know, uh, uh, and, and as, as you're listening, please pay close attention because you we want to find where did this actually yeah. start yeah. from? How right. do you end up being this person that you're talking to us about? Mm-hmm. And for you, you're saying when you went back mm-hmm. several years later, yes, you find that... Ten years later. Ten <laughs> years later, you're looking mm-hmm. back and you're finding at these mm-hmm. teenage phase, formative yeah. stages... Right. Yes. And the lifestyle at home versus the lifestyle at school, mm-hmm. you're lost in between there, mm-hmm. and at the moment, and and then that leads you to living another path of life. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that can be uh, weird about it, if you know my story, mm-hmm. I, w- I was a model child, by the way. You you are. You know, most mo- kids were being pa- parents, beaten because this yes. guy was in 
Pathfinder yes. was like and religious, yes. was all these. Yes. Why can't you be like Isaac? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And then yeah. that's the thing. And then <laughs> you know? yeah. And then what most people did not realize at that time that when you're being pointed as the model child, people don't know that half the time this model child is living in a prison because they're dealing mm. with their own identity crisis. Yes. But they have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And then they have to maintain that status of being the model child. Yeah. Then I can't, I could never speak about, hey, you know what? I'm I'm a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. wow. with what's going on because mm-hmm. um, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But I have to be this way here now, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I, I did good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, God blessed me. I was able, I, I was in honor roll did the National Honor Society thing, nice. went through all those things mm-hmm. without people knowing that I was dealing with major identity crisis inside between my two ears and between my chest. I was dealing with major identity crisis. Identity crisis. Identity crisis. Like, where do I belong? Yeah, yeah. I know I'm, I, I believe in God. Right. I know I'm a SDA. Right. But then six days of the week, I'm really not. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it's on display on Saturday, mm-hmm. it's there. Mm-hmm. And then it m- brings you conflict for anybody who has any sense of, uh, what do you call it, consciousness. Yeah. That, you know, the thoughts, the words, and the actions uh-huh. of my six days uh-huh. away from KCC field mm-hmm. is totally different than... Yes. Let, let's bring our listeners in. You know, we're using a lot of jargon here. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so uh, Isaac, I understand that, you know, your background for someone who's listening and doesn't know what KCC is, that's the church that yeah. you, you fellowship. Yes, that you Kenyan Community Church, okay. yes. So that's the church that you mm-hmm. are going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are involved in, uh, you know, religious activities, Pathfinders, well, like a Boy Scout club that Everything. you are part of yes. and the stuff. Yes. So in all these, you are in a leadership, kind yes. of Boy Scout within the church. Yes. You are a very in religious choir. guy. You're in choir. Yes. You're doing all these things. So mm-hmm. you have an image. Yes that uh, a standard of life that you're living mm-hmm. according to your values that your parents raised you with, mm-hmm. but then there's also pressure that you're getting from society and society, school yes. and everything else. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, and then to add, I think, so now when you, when you say identity crisis, you're, yeah. this identity crisis, you're, you're here on one side mm-hmm. and you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, 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 the fascinating thing about this is that you're, not, you're doing these things <laughs> Not for yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're doing them so that other people can mm-hmm. see who you are. Yes. But that's not really who, who you, you are or who no. you want to be. No. Can, can you bring a very valid mm-hmm. point? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, at church, you're doing it for the church people. Yeah. Yes. At school, you want to fit into the clique at yes. school. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. for those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At home, it's for your parents at home. Yes. Right. So, but you've never even understood what is right or what you need to do for yourself. Yes. You're lonely. Lost. So, wow. And so lost. then, how do you find you find yourself? Find and yourself now. That there's a young person yes, who's listening right. to this right now, yeah, and right. they're feeling like you're talking their language. They're trying to find themselves. Yeah. Right. How, did you first of all, maybe? Did you ever find yourself? Exactly. Or have you I ever am, found yourself? I, I, I found myself mm-hmm. in 2016, March 8th. Okay. Wow. So I never did. Pause there. Yeah. Exactly. So now we <laughs> want to see. What the process? Mm-hmm. What the process was? You trying to find yourself. Mm-hmm. Now I think that's where the substance abuse. Yes. Yes. Now that's where. So how did you get into this? You talk about substance abuse. Yes. Yeah. So how how do you end up there? What 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 so is that like? What is your yeah. life in that context? So everybody has a journey that they go mm-hmm. through. 
that they find themselves there mm-hmm. but I, I i can speak for many young people mm-hmm. and some and some of us didn't even know this mm-hmm. until you know years into sobriety mm-hmm. you come to realize that when you are doing things for everybody but yourself mm-hmm. first of all you don't have any sort of self care in there mm. yeah all right yeah, and then yeah. anytime any human being is doing everything for everybody else but themselves mm-hmm. then eventually you'll find something that you're like wow i like this mm-hmm. that works for me right yeah. Yeah. this is this feels yeah. good mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. this feels good and that was the first time i had a drink mm-hmm. i was uh, like, at what age were you at this point when you had uh, a drink and when you said drink yeah. did you drink water <laughs> did you what did you drink right <laughs> the first time i the, the the first time i had i had uh, i had alcohol uh-huh. so the first time i ever had alcohol mm-hmm. i think going back mm-hmm. um i got to be honest here um it was i tried it when it was in it was during high school okay but it wasn't a habitual thing is mm-hmm. that one thing that you do mm-hmm. like every few months yes. and you do it Socially. in so much secret uh-huh. that it's like you know what you you're even you live and hide it from the same person you're drinking from the same <laughs> bottle from like both of you guys know you shouldn't do it <laughs> you're like you you didn't see me do this and they're like i didn't see you do this this never happened like, this never happened yeah. right. but the time the first time i liberally ever had it was my 21st birthday okay so I you're was, legal now i was legal oh yeah that's another thing i could buy it mm-hmm. i went to the restaurant and um you know it was three of us mm-hmm. and i said hey in america to celebrate 21 the far- what they do is you actually get a free drink wow. and then i had a glass of white wine mm-hmm. no 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 you said in america how they celebrate just highlighting yes. that fact that yes. in africa it when doesn't you are part of the <laughs> no so now you in america there's still identity crisis like yeah. this is how they do it okay keep yeah. going so yeah. that's how mm-hmm. they celebrate it when you're 21 yeah. they give you a free drink you mm-hmm. get a free drink mm-hmm. um I, i i i remember having that um it was at don jose's in emmetsburg iowa uh-huh. i had my first glass of wine that i could just have without worrying about anything first of all i was in my own apartment so uh-huh. my mom and dad were very far away <laughs> yeah. yeah so you have and the freedom now i have the freedom mm-hmm. i i have the space uh-huh. and whatever you want to call it uh-huh. and i remember what happened and what i felt mm-hmm. that anybody else in that sitting did not i was like man this feels good mm-hmm. i have finally done something for myself all the pressures yeah so now i want to i want to know um So how how before the to your 21st birthday? Yes. How was this introduced to you? Was it at yeah. school? Where did you was get it? Because you can God fly. forbid was it at it was church? house parties. Okay. We, we used to go to house parties, okay. mm-hmm. you know. The house parties were a big thing when we were in high school. I mm-hmm. don't know if they are now, but they were a big thing when we were in high school. Uh-huh. And then in that environment, yeah. it's normal. Okay. Right? You know, there's there's so much alcohol going around mm-hmm. and even the older people there who are drinking, they're like, "Oh, you shouldn't," but it's kind of there. Okay. You know, it's it's not being hidden. Mm-hmm. And then if any of us, I, I remember a couple of, you know, a couple of people would get drunk, mm-hmm. but it's like, "Huh." You know, the the kids got around to it. Okay. It's it's like it's one of those like it's an accident. It's yeah. like a child having um an injury at the playground. It's supposed to happen yes. at some point. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So, so for you, it's introducing these house parties that you're going. Was it? Yes. Would you say in that era? Yes. Now, now I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't know what high school kids do with virtual. Yeah. I don't know how house parties are held nowadays, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But in that era, it was a common thing. Like you go it was to a, a common lot of thing. These, and uh, then remember, those are stories that you want to talk about when you go back to school on Monday with your yeah. click. Yes. Yeah. You know, right? Is, this is seventy percent of the time you're out the house because yeah. you know you're either in church, uh-huh. school, or doing some activities. Yes. And people forget that when you are being sent on chores to go cut grass, you are outside the house. Your yeah. mind is wandering. Yeah. You know. So that's how you got introduced to it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you get introduced in house parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, your friends at school are sharing the stories. Yes. You are dealing with identity crisis. Yes. You are you are an African child but yes. living in America and you're mm-hmm. trying to find yourself in the midst of this. You're a religious person who yes. everybody looks up to and you're trying to find yourself. Yes. And the time the time the day that you thought you found yourself was when you were 21 mm-hmm. and yes. you had that drink. And yeah. America accepts and it. And America accepts it. Yes. Listeners, I think it's about time we take that break. <laughs> because that's laying the foundation yeah. of where we're about to go. We'll take a short break and then we'll be right back to learn what happens now after the age of 21. Yes. And Izo is feeling free. All right. Well, as we are taking this break, um, we want to tell you that this episode today is sponsored by Sea Mile Transportation Inc., a transportation company based out of Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Ezra, uh, this is a this is I think this is episode seven, seven. of uh, season two. Yes, and uh, we want to talk about the little project we had or we have going on. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, tell us more about that. Listen, as, as you've been hearing us say, and if you've not heard this the first time, go back, listen. That means you haven't listened to the other podcasts. Go back and listen to them. Because of the stories that we get, because of people like Izo and the rest who come, uh, there's been a, an overwhelming ask mm-hmm. for a resource that can be, uh, uh, be used to help. And so we have this book that we're writing, and yeah. we're calling it... A memoir. The Stories of Hope Stories memoir. of Hope. And the whole idea is... If you do have a story, you just go to our website, amazingtruthpodcast.org. There's a, a Google form there. Click there and write to us your story. If you want to be known, please write your name there so that we can we can recognize you. If you want to keep it anonymous, we would like to have your story there. And we're going to compile these stories so that anyone who's going through the same struggle that our friends have gone through can find a book or a place, a resource that they can look up. So how do we break it down? What's the first paragraph? So introduce yourself. Okay. And this is where you can say whether it's uh, your, your name or not, but tell us your story, who you are, and then just a brief few lines about yourself. And then the second body is tell us your story mm-hmm. in just one paragraph. Tell us your story, your little story, and you know, just a brief ins- uh, insert of that. And then this last part is where we have the stories of hope. hope. Put a word of encouragement, a word of hope for someone who will read that story of yours. Awesome. Amazingtruthpodcast.org. You'll find us there. Please send us your story because we want to highlight this. Thank you for those who have sent. And uh, we are looking forward to getting more so that we can tell the stories of hope. Your struggle does not define you. 
and we want you to be a source of hope to someone else This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you. Welcome back, welcome back, Kenan. Welcome back. Uh, that was supposed to be a break. Yes. to go forever, so welcome back. <laughs> I saw as usual. Uh yeah and thank you thank you thank you for coming back again listeners we just coming back from the break we stopped at the age of 21 Isaac is legal now yeah. and he's given his first legal drink and he lives in his own apartment he's mm. free yeah the epitome of freedom freedom right uh, tell us how you manage that freedom but <laughs> let, let, let's 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 paint a picture, let's right? paint a picture. this is a this is a young man coming from Kenya yes. okay now mm-hmm. For those who are not that are not from Kenya or Africa in general, or an, Im- an, who's a, not an, an immigrant, immigrant yes. right? In Kenya, as you're growing up, you are expected to leave the house when you are marrying. Yes, yes. right. Yes. So and we don't marry at twenty one. At twenty one. So <laughs> <laughs> you marry later. Later. <laughs> so for for him to come at twenty one, he has his own apartment, apartment. his he, own money. He drives. High. Listen, when we say freedom, freedom, that is what we mean. Do you know at 30 still my mom will beat me, <laughs> you know, like I'm 12, <laughs> right? right? Yes, so yes. so yeah. when you hear 21 African boy uh-huh. yes. living by himself, mm-hmm. man, that is that is the epitome of freedom. freedom. Isaac, you have the freedom now. now <laughs> yes. So that's the time you have your first drink. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? Um, you know, it it, it started being um I remember um i even remember the the brand mm-hmm. you know you even though i had freedom mm-hmm. i didn't have a lot of money as a college student <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a lot of money freedom ain't cheap <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. i didn't have a lot of money so um so, i i i found that um i i, I got a liking cuz you try many different drinks yeah everybody has that one drink that uh-huh. that that is good with them so you, you got know, the spot the yes, one i got the one that was cheap mm-hmm. and and that worked for me <laughs> <laughs> you know so <laughs> like we're not going to say the brand no, we don't yeah, want to yeah. promote them. we don't, we don't want, want to be yeah, sued, yeah. <laughs> plus plus we don't want someone to go find, find it cuz it's out, cheap right, right? Yeah. yeah exactly so i find this drink and and, and then i was like hmm, i just have I'll, i'll have it in the house right so have one shot make me sleepy yeah and eventually your tolerance builds up mm-hmm. and then you start doing it daily mm-hmm. and you have more and more shots daily mm-hmm. and then you start to find a reason why to do it so so if i can ask you it's mm-hmm. cheap yes. but now you're doing it more yes mm-hmm. which means it's also becoming now expensive. what expensive yes because you're still broke yes uh you you know if you used to take one bottle now it's like you know you know yeah. two yes. three so you're paying more you're paying more yes so it becomes your tolerance mm-hmm. goes up and mm-hmm. you're maintain so how do you continue how mm-hmm. do you progress how does the story go on you know in vanity there's always company oh there's 
there's you there's never lack of a company in anything that is destructive uh-huh. and the resources are you know people think that uh, you know the devil is rich too <laughs> just as much as you know god is rich the devil is rich too uh-huh. and that's why the two forces you know are always you know uh fighting because mm-hmm. um it's our choice mm-hmm. that makes the difference yes they're equally equipped to go either way so yeah. um you always have friends mm-hmm. who have whatever you use okay that's that's always a standing so at at this point now let me ask um why are you using at this point yeah. i mean why are you so this is this is yeah. the early stages right yes. yes why are you using you 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 want to put the social label to it okay but i don't think there's it's social okay if it's destructive it's not social it's self destruction so at this time it's like oh you know we are out of class mm-hmm. we are we are hanging out mm-hmm. and we would go drinking well, when you look back do you think you you might have been dealing with issues that you didn't know as much as it was social this was the way of getting out of those issues or you just yes. think for you it was more so, yeah, more more social it was expressive because every time that right. somebody's under the influence of something mm-hmm. they will tell you that they go into some kind of thought before they black out or before mm-hmm. they get drunk mm-hmm. they go into some things that they think about some people rant mm-hmm. some people keep it keep to, to themselves, themselves. Yeah. but um there were things that i was dealing with mm-hmm. um I, i we had a death in the family that i hadn't dealt with okay uh-huh. um i thought i had dealt with mm-hmm. but i you know i was still I was still angry about mm-hmm. and we still uh, we still have the identity crisis mm-hmm. yeah that that space mm-hmm. whenever you uh, experience a crisis if it's never resolved mm-hmm. it still lives within you mm-hmm. and and there was that and then um and then there was also now you know a, a graduated level of identity crisis because yeah. now you have you're supposed to be living off of you're supposed to be a branch now because mm-hmm. the tree was planted the seed was planted it had roots mm-hmm. and all these things now you're supposed to express what you really learned and mm-hmm. and what you were taught in pathfinder or your parents and all these things but remember that time you were having a crisis exactly now you're even having a a bigger crisis right because okay. is you're in a new city mm-hmm. imagine yourself in a new city somewhere in the middle of nowhere with no gps Where were you? <laughs> where, where is this place? Yeah. Why? Because it, it, it's it, it's like you're in the middle of nowhere with no GPS yeah. because yeah. you were lost when you were supposed to be growing exactly and and becoming a man and and slowly into adulthood you yeah. are lost so there's that space so, so you're still and now you are an adult who's still a lost child a lost child and the, the GPS for you this time is the substances now that that that's one of your them. gps exactly social social times become your gps so 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 the things that in your teenage life that yeah. you're not dealt with yes there is grief from the past that you're not yes. dealt with yes now there's freedom quote and quote yes. that has been given to you which is legal mm-hmm. and this thing can help you to you know yeah you know to 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 deal with the issues though temporarily yes, yes. and but then the the, the, the 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 quote quote in quotes mm-hmm. it's it's social it's just doing yes. this for fun that's yes. what that's a label that's you a have to label. put a label that's it's put social, social. Mm-hmm. that makes it glamorous mm-hmm. so so let's yes. pause here before you continue this story there's so many young people are going through this mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be that they're living in a different culture yeah but maybe they're not feeling heard or understood by their parents mm-hmm. 
or maybe they they're dealing with their own loss mm-hmm. whatever it is yes if you were to pause and look back yeah what would you tell that young person now okay yeah if i were to pause and and before we continue the story yeah. now you're, you're talking to a young person who's yeah. in that you're you're 10 years ago where you are what, what would you tell them yeah well if they're listening to you now the the best way to deal with whatever it is within you mm-hmm. that you haven't dealt with mm-hmm. number one is to address address it with the people that you feel um are either responsible or who it relates to okay if you have if you have an issue with a relationship in your own home mm-hmm. pray about it first mm-hmm. so that god will intervene for both of you guys mm-hmm. your so that you and and your your mother your brother your sister your father can be able to talk it okay. talk about it okay. and if you are dealing with um an issue if you're dealing with any kind of loss um or something that you feel that was taken away from you mm-hmm. um i think the best person to take it up with first before you even take it up with even a therapist is god okay. um because uh he was he was there when it happened before and after I think that is where our relationship with God too you'll find that whenever we are dealing with issues that don't seem to be resolving mm-hmm. it's an it's a symptom of where our relationship with God is If I'm hearing you correctly in Canon yeah. I want to bring you in here um why am I bringing you in here no, you need to jump in. Already, <laughs> you're ready <yeah>. in <laughs> you're ready here <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it goes back to the theme from last week where we're talking about when you have a problem yeah everyone has a problem for the most part believing this one like mm-hmm. everyone has a problem yeah, but do. everybody struggles yeah. so, not everybody but mm-hmm. majority of people will struggle even identifying that problem yeah. mm-hmm. if it's not identified mm-hmm. they, they you, you develop mechanisms and ways of trying to address those kind of things so we'll pause there because we'll keep on getting these yes. nuggets we don't want just yeah. to share the story but want also yeah. to give mm-hmm. to be a resource mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and let's let's go back to your story Aizo. Yeah. Aizo. so now you you this this chip chip liquor mm-hmm. <laughs> you're yes. drinking it socially where mm-hmm. does it take you where does the journey go from here for so the journey from there you know it only goes it, it escalates mm-hmm. it escalates that on my um actually on my belated 21st birthday is mm-hmm. when i got my first dui really yes. the very same day it, it, my belated we we decided that you know what i don't think we partied enough <laughs> on uh, on my 21st birthday it was just a dinner why don't we go out <laughs> this is three weeks later I had no business celebrating a birthday three weeks later <laughs> <laughs> because it's social but it's social yeah, it's, yes. a, it's your birthday it's your 21st it's my, birthday it's my 21st big, birthday yeah. you we should have done it big big right? go big right. or go home <laughs> yes. or go big or go to jail <laughs> yes. This yes yes so it, so it is yeah so we decide that hey you know what we we're gonna we're gonna go big so There was no one else in the group who was having a birthday that week. <laughs> you, you you had to find an excuse yes, <laughs> to even that, go out because I was there I think during that radius of the three months I was the only one. You're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> it was three months later or three weeks. No, it was I think it was three weeks later wow. because my birthday is in October. Uh-huh. I had no business having a DUI in, no, in November in the name of my birthday. <laughs> okay, so what happened? So, yeah we just uh you know we were at home i was drinking all day mm-hmm. um i liked to cook okay mm-hmm. i loved to cook and uh, and one thing that um that um alcohol uh, messed up for me was cooking okay cuz there's something that i uh, will also you know talk about later it's called state dependent learning okay when you learn things 
when your mind is altered, mm-hmm. you'll have to relearn them. Okay. Even if you know them, mm-hmm. you'll have to relearn them. Some of them you'll have to let them go. Right. When you are clear-minded. Okay. Like you start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I love to cook. I use I I I started cooking when I was in ninth grade. Okay. So I found cooking to be very very pleasurable mm-hmm. when I was tipsy. <laughs> I used to cook for all my friends. They used to come to my house. So it's my birthday, we go, we go get a goat and then I had the African skills. I used to, I, I learned how to skin it. I I got it. I skinned it myself. I chopped it up. I'm cooking. We we ate at my house and then we decided to go out and we went out. I drank more over there. Um and then um on the way back I wasn't supposed to drive but nobody wanted to drive. Mm. So, so were you all of you guys drunk at that point? Yeah, but except the I actually had two was it two or three sober passengers in okay. my car. But I was a good drunk driver because <laughs> two people <laughs> because two people who hadn't wait, drunk that wait. night. You're not you're there's wait. not a there's never a good uh, there's drunk never like but, 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 but let me tell you. But that. let me laugh about this story a little bit. <laughs> I can imagine these. Did those, did those sober guys have a license? They did. That's why the cops never towed my car. They, the cops could not even believe that this guy actually had sober people in the car. <laughs> and, and he did drove yeah. And then they gave me. They they told them to take the car, and uh-huh. and go home. And then I went to jail. <laughs> so on your way back, tell us how this unfolds. So on, me, on, me, on, I'm yeah. curious about that. So on the way back. Um, we are leaving we are leaving the club and then we go about one or two miles away mm-hmm. you can still see the club from where what i mean in iowa you can see 10 miles away <laughs> um, <laughs> it's you can you know he and then the cop said i was doing a little bit high mm-hmm. was it speeding yes okay um but it's the speed that everybody drove there so we were pulled over and after a while my passenger was way drunk than me, the one in the front. And then actually the other two passengers in the back hadn't had a drink the whole night. Mm-hmm. And I had had a drink, but there was a specific now. I even discovered a different drink. Now <laughs> oh, you've graduated to another one. Mm. Yes. That was if it I cheap drink, too? Marcy. That one was not cheap. <laughs> That's okay. it. We only kept it for special, special. occasions. Uh-huh. That if I, if, if I took it, mm-hmm. I could almost... Well, in my own mind, I was I was functionable. Mm. I was functionable, and I was able to fool everybody around me on how much intoxicated I was, because mm-hmm. I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't slam my words. I didn't stumble. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. And um, and that and and that's so. I decided to use those anytime that we had to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would use that drink, and then it worked for me. For okay. some reason, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So you get stopped to get pulled over that night. So mm-hmm. you they took the car, they give the your friends the car. Yeah. And you you go to jail. Yes. And and actually the reason why the cops said well one of the cops was saying that don't take him and then the other one was like no you know the thing is is that he's lying and then he sees he's saying that he's a Christian. Oh, and wow. I think he needs to learn a lesson for oh. being a Christian and lying. <laughs> because wow. I blew I was blowing a point Two four or was it a point two six? I don't remember, mm-hmm. but I wasn't slurring my words. I wasn't doing anything. My eyes were glossy, and 
I um I was walking straight. Mm-hmm. So he was saying that even though he's not admitting to it, he's had way more mm. because his alcohol level is showing that he's had a lot. Right. And the cop was like, he's had a lot. He's had a lot and he's a small guy and he's still walking straight. <laughs> wow. So that yeah. was not... I hope it wasn't a good experience because we don't. It was sit not. Here and there, there's no. There's right. no experience about um, yeah. about having some uh, some going going to jail. Going well, to jail yeah. is not. And and then what that also happens is um, um, anytime you go you go through that experience is it demoralizes you in the sense of your self esteem goes low. Uh-huh. Some people might acknowledge it yeah. or not, mm-hmm. but anytime you go to jail, mm-hmm. your yourself your self-esteem goes a little bit low mm-hmm. because it's something you can't tell people about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, first of all, you're ashamed. You, mm-hmm. you, unless you're talking to your drunk buddies, mm-hmm. you can't talk about jail. You can't yeah. go to work and be like, hey, by the way, Ezra, I you know, yesterday I, I just <laughs> came I, up. I, I got a DUI. So <laughs> you got a DUI. Yeah. You can't, you yeah. can't yeah. tell right, people right, about right. that. And, and uh, you know, and nowadays people, you know, admit, but in 2010, uh, 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 it was still, it was still, and then you were in nursing school, and it, it's one of those things that you don't know how it's gonna affect your schooling. Yeah. So I was very scared, mm-hmm. and I was low. How did your family take it? Man, <sighs> I didn't even have the guts to talk to my dad, mm. and I I dodged his phone calls. I, at one point, I turned off my phone for three days, you know, mm-hmm. trying to extend the time of me talking to him. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, let me miss all the phone calls. Even if Jesus were to call me, <laughs> and let me miss his phone calls okay. so that I don't talk to this man. Mm-hmm. Because what he knew, mm-hmm. remember he has this picture yeah, of that 30%. Percent. Yes. Yeah. The 30% at home, mm-hmm. the good grades kid, can take out the trash at four in the morning and not complain. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You are a very good kid. You <laughs> go from there to a DUI. There wasn't even no yeah. in between that he's drinking. No. Mm-hmm. So wow. this is the first exposure they have of you drinking. Yes. And you've you've hidden it from them the whole time. The whole time. Because also when when you come home, you yeah, act like you've never seen alcohol. And and like the cops say, you're yeah. pretty good at. <laughs> if you, you passed the sobriety test yeah. and you blew that high, yes. So you're you're capable of hiding it, yes. And you've, Ezra, I think here it's you've, when you're doing something that's self-destructive, mm-hmm. you find a way of hiding it. of hiding it, mm-hmm. find, and you get good at it, mm-hmm. yes, because you invest a you, lot of time. Exactly. So nobody would, if if you're sitting here with you, you wouldn't know, because you've gotten so good at it that mm-hmm. it, you can even hide it from your. Yes, your 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 the most important persons in your yeah, your family your members, right. you know. Yeah, right. and why is it that I don't know bad things, self destruction behaviors thrive in in secrecy? Because you know, there's someone who's listening to this this podcast and probably like, ah, that one was not too smart, it was not. This. But mm-hmm. nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's someone who's going to be listening to this podcast, and yeah. that's their story where you are right now. Like Maybe they've not gotten the DUI, but they they mm-hmm. they're perfecting the art of hiding it, mm-hmm. like. They're still probably doing everything right, the thirty mm-hmm. yeah. percent. But only them mm-hmm. know what they're actually doing and yeah. what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, because you know the devil works in um, slowly, okay. and so uh, that's that's how he works with you slowly. He he works with you slowly, and eventually, when when it all blows up, I wish I could speak so he'd when it all blows up, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, "This is my guy. He's been my guy the whole time." 
I never knew he was doing this. No, he says this has been my guy. I've been telling you guys this is my guy when you guys were seeing 30% but you were saying no 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 his 30% is 100% of yeah. him. Yeah. And then, so so yeah. now this you get do uh, that's the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want am I counting like I, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. That was my first one. Was, I ended up getting two DUIs. So you ended up getting total of two DUIs. Mm-hmm. So now you go in you get out how, how long were you there? Who, who bailed you out? Your parents don't know. How, how well, my parents did not know. Um, my parents found out when I got home. Mm. Um, my parents found out, but at this time they had moved back. Okay. So it's just me here and, you know, other families. So they moved well. back in to Africa? Yes. So they hear, okay. So your friends assume bail you out mm. and everything and stuff. Yeah. Did that, did it demoralize you then? Yes. Or did it give you another, okay, I'm out. Probably didn't affect my record. You probably drove after that, right? Uh, it, it was actually when yeah. you get it in a different state mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. and a different, because I got it in Iowa mm-hmm. with that Minnesota driver's license, mm-hmm. you are only penalized for 30 days. You can only not drive for 30 days. See, yeah. And if you're going oh. to school out of state, mm-hmm. 30 days is you simply hang out there for 30 days <laughs> wow. and you can't pay your fine and you're back. It was a slap on the wrist. Was a, yeah, and and that's that was not a good idea. It wasn't a good idea because then it gives you that mm-hmm. excuse to to do it again. Because yeah. I yeah. I, got, I got away almost. I got away with it. You almost. You feel like you, you feel got like away with it. So it's a, but yeah, but you didn't. Sho- yeah. yeah, the shock of it mm-hmm. is I actually quit for six months. You shock uh, after that. You quit for six months. I quit for six months. So you were not addicted at this point. I I was, mm-hmm. but I you was. but you managed to stay away for six months. It was, it was the shock that, that that I managed to stay away for six months. I convinced myself I wasn't addicted until I came to understand addiction later. Yeah, mm-hmm. that there are alcoholics who drink once or twice a year. Yeah, now that's new for me. How <laughs> is that addiction, man? It's yeah. a man. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I, wa- I want to we'll so, so then later. Yeah. I, I think we're going to be building into the next part because we're getting <laughs> this. Stuff. It's, getting, it's getting. It's getting. Because I know you have more. Right. Yeah. Like it gets mm. even crazy. Yeah. Yeah. When we were doing the pre uh, pre record, we you talked about mental health mm-hmm. and depression. Yes. And that how and all these substances how yes. they they, they, they brought it tied up tied in together tied yeah. in together. And I want yeah. to unpack that. Mm-hmm. Even more because okay. I think those things are tied together. Together, yeah. There are, yeah. there are people who have co-occurring disorders. They have chemical dependency and yeah. mental illness. And mental and illness. It's, yes. It's it's a it's a a whole. Yes. And people are suffering through that. Yeah. So I think you are the best person at least to share your story yeah. regarding that and just how yeah. you are able to dig yourself into a hole again. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then how you crawled your way up. Yeah. I think that's that's a good place to I think we want to wind this yeah. part one on this note. Yeah. But I want to ask this question as we wind up part one yeah. on this note for us is that to the, this one we're laying the foundation. We're laying the foundation on, on the issues that yeah. you talked about the co- what did you call them? Co occurring disorders. Co occurring. Yes. <laughs> okay. Co occurring. So co-occurring. You, have, you have two disorders. You have two yeah. disorders. Right. Yeah, these big words throw me off sometimes. <laughs> but they but they yeah. go they go in together. But 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 uh, um uh, let, let me ask. Let me just ask this question. So, someone mm-hmm. who's wondering how we're going to build this to the next level is, yeah. if you can look back and say, mm-hmm. what was your lowest moment? You don't have to explain it. Yeah. Just what was your lowest moment? Because we want to end there. Because we'll be building to it in our next episode. My lowest in moment. your entire journey of mm-hmm. chemical dependence and mental health and everything. 
It was in 2015 mm-hmm. when I lost everything. Literally, when I lost everything. If you look at my my last uh, post in Instagram, it's, uh-huh. I kind of talked about it. Uh-huh. Is the only thing I had was actually all my belongings in a trash bag. That was it. I was so depressed. I I had lost literally everything. I had nothing. I had lost everything. I wish this was on a video, people to see my face, because yeah. you're my boy. I never <laughs> knew that it got to that yeah. point, you know. Mm-hmm. So, guys, there you have it. <laughs> you know, it's it it can start small, mm-hmm. but it leads and heads somewhere. Yeah. And uh, we want to say Isaac is here to share his story because there's someone who's listening to us, Kenan. Yeah. Someone who's who's dealing with an issue they've never dealt with in their life. And as a result, they're finding alternative ways mm-hmm. of, of, you know, trying to address it. Yeah. Last time you used another big word uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I wanted to throw in there, but it's gone. Yeah. Uh, but something to the extent unhealthy coping, right? Yeah. Coping, <laughs> unhealthy coping I remember, yeah. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. right? So you're coping with it uh, uh, with using unhealthy uh, ways of, of coping. So yeah. we want to build on these uh, as we close on these. What is one word? parting shot that you want to say about um, the topic at hand. Why is it important? Yeah, we begin with you, Kenan, because you, you can do the theory. <laughs> and <laughs> then do the do the, you do the practical, right? <laughs> no, I, I think there's one thing you mentioned here was self-care, and I wrote it down, is self-care. And I think the absence of self-care uh, where during uh, the critical stages of your, your struggle, mm-hmm. if there's no identified self-care, mm-hmm. then you end up finding those unhealthy coping skills. Yeah. So identifying a positive yes. positive self-care, taking care of yourself. Yes. If it's your faith, mm-hmm. yeah. if it's your your partner, if mm-hmm. it's church, yes. whatever that's positive that yes. you can, you know, because you have issues, like we talked about, identity yes. crisis. Yes. There's, there's that finding yourself, getting yeah. lost. Mm-hmm. If you have a positive mm-hmm. attitude and positive self-care mm-hmm. you can run back to, yeah. it's important to have that. Listeners, you don't always have to cope with negative yeah. coping skills. Aizo, what do you have to say as we close this part? And then next week, you're going to walk us to th- through that journey part when you hit your lowest moment in life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that, um, you know, um, just to add on to um, uh, what he said, um, there are excuses why we do what we do. Mm. But uh, most of those excuses are fiction things that are created in the mind so that the mind can continue existing in the world that is easier f- at during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, that is that, that is what, or so that the mind can have its own quote-unquote self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, the excuses, there are many excuses, and, and some of them are, I would, I would, I'll say yes. Five years into my sobriety, I'll say yes. Some of those are valid, but... They become invalidated in the end. What was your excuse? My excuse was that nobody understood what I was going through. Nobody. Understood. But the reality is, like, there are people out there who can understand mm-hmm. and who do understand what you're going through. I think I want to end there. Yes. I, if you're listening, you feel like nobody understands you. You feel like you're in your own world. In his own words, there is someone out there. There is something out there that can help you through your journey and your struggle. See you next week as we build on this part and this series of uh, season two. We are now, we've transitioned to chemical dependency. 
you don't want to miss this series because we'll be having guests who will be unpacking their stories and how that has affected their life. See you next week. Back to you, Kenan, as you end up. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listen. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you and see you on the next one.